Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yo, what is up listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. My name is Ahmad and I am your host. It is Monday, January 27th, um, and I know, you know, I just delivered an episode on uh, this past Thursday where I discussed Mac Miller's new album, Eminem's new album. And the director's cut of Dreamville's Revenge of the Dreamers 3 compilation. But the Grammys were last night. And, you know, I had all my notes and everything ready after the show ended. So I was like, you know what? Why wait until Wednesday? Why wait till Thursday? I got the time now. Uh, Let's get live and stream it and uh, talk about it. Uh, So that's what I'll be discussing in the Dig Deeper segment. The 62nd annual Grammy Awards were held last night. Uh, in Los Angeles in the Staples Center Um, so uh, I'll be discussing you know my predictions and whether I did well on those spoiler alert I did not Um, as well as uh, kind of a recap of the of the show Um, without further ado you know we're doing business as usual Uh, let's start with the song of the week favorite song you just don't know the words but i still fuck with you you just ain't never heard it go like this shit my favorite song. so the song of the week this week is a special one it's an oldie um and i'm sure due to recent events it's probably being listened to a lot so you know i'm sure most of you know that we heard that kobe bryant 
um, was killed in a helicopter crash yesterday. Shook the world. Shook everywhere. Like, Kobe Bryant was more than just a basketball player. He, like, I don't know if I've seen, like, the world stop, like, yesterday, like, since Prince passed. Like, it was serious. Um, And so I wanted the song of the week to be a song that you know had Kobe in it like Kobe was a big deal like you know star the Lakers for so many years retired on the Lakers got five championship rings iconic um one of the closest to who like aspired to be Jordan and got the closest to it I think um and you know hip-hop and and basketball you know they they go together you know, I, I don't remember who it was. I think Drake said it in a line. Mm, I don't remember who it was. I think it was Drake where he said that um, hip-hop and basketball are synonymous because we want to be them and they want to be us. And, you know, Kobe was name-dropped in so many different songs. But if you really sit and think about it, if you think back, there was only one song about Kobe Bryant that really deserves to be talked about right now, and that is... The song Kobe Bryant by Lil Wayne from 2009. I don't think this was on... This might have been on like a, a one of his less popular mixtapes. But I remember it being dropped as just like a, a solo song. Um, and it's basically just Lil Wayne just like showing love to Kobe. And you know, um, ref, like uh, referring to himself... You know, to be the greatest in hip hop, like Kobe is the greatest in basketball, as Lil Wayne was saying. Um, and it's it's one of the best Lil Wayne songs. It really is. Um, he goes so hard in his metaphors and in his passion and love for Kobe Bryant. And I feel like there was no way I could do any song of the week besides this song. Um, and I'm gonna play the whole thing. So I'm playing the whole three minute track. So get ready. Um, so the song of the week for this week is. Uh, Kobe Bryant by Lil Wayne dropped in 2009. It's <laughs> it's one of Lil Wayne's best songs, and that was from 10 years ago. Um, rest in peace to Kobe. Um, all thoughts and prayers to his family for sure. Uh, let's jump into the press play segment. So as you may know, the press play segment is separated into three parts. Things you should check out, um, rumor mill and announcements, upcoming and recently released albums. Um, everything I talk about in the episode, but especially in the press play segment, any links to any new songs, music videos, all of that, you can find um, on the website. On the right-hand side, there is a... Uh, box where you can put your email address in hit subscribe you'll get the podcast newsletter um, after each episode is released or you can just go to the newsletter tab at the top of the website and all the newsletters will be there so let's jump into it um, I don't have a lot this week especially because I just I just streamed like three three and a half days ago um, so I only have uh, three things for you to check out I don't have any rumor mill or announcements um, and then I'll talk to you about some albums um, the first, B-I-T-C-H, Bitch, by Megan Thee Stallion. It's a new song she released. It's dope. Um, it samples Rather Be A Nigga by Tupac. Um, and she she flips it. She adds her own spin on it, and it's a really dope song. Um, it seems that she is gearing up for the release of a new album this year. I think it was called 
Sugar or something like that is some new persona that she's adopting. Um, so I think this is the first single from that, and it's it's a nice start to what we're going to get from Megan this year. Um, Reason from TDE. He's also dropping his uh, TDE debut this year, and he's been dropping songs after songs, which makes me think that his album is probably dropping no later than second quarter. Um, so he dropped off a song called Showstop. Uh, Kendrick was doing ad-libs on the song. It features, you know, a flow that I think we've we've heard from Reason before. It seems to be like the flow where he's most comfortable. Uh, but it's a dope song. You definitely want to check that out. Um, and then as far as performances go, Griselda, who is the rap group that consists of Benny the Butcher, West Side Gun, and Conway the Machine, they were on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, and they performed their song, Dr. Birds. Um, and it was dope. It was dope to see hip hop like that on on national TV performing and whatnot. So that was really dope to see. Um, check out that performance. Um, no rumor mill or announcements this week. Upcoming and re- recently released albums. Migos was supposed to drop a project last Friday. Um, it's the end of January is when they like to drop. Culture Three is 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 up next. Um, but it didn't drop, so they're not going to have a January release unless they drop within the next two, three days, or I guess they got four days. Um, but it won't be on a typical release day, which I don't see them stirring from since they definitely like to stay true to the streaming rules and when they can get the most listens and whatnot. Um, so I don't know. It seems to be delayed. Um Royce to five nine, who he was supposed to drop his album The Allegory on the twenty fourth, also didn't drop. So I don't know what happened to that. It's also delayed. But speaking of Little Wayne, he did announce that his album The Funeral, which was supposed to, it was said to be dropping in February, is actually dropping this Friday on the thirty first. Um, his album Funeral will be dropping on the thirty first. So you know, we'll see. We'll see what we'll see what Little Wayne's coming with. Because, you know, the Carter 5 was decent. It was hyped up a little bit more because of the long wait. So we'll see if Lil Wayne can can still do this for real, for real on this new album. Um, and then February 7th, Brent Fias is dropping his project, Fuck the World. Um, so that's it for the Press Play segment. Uh, let's jump right into the Dig Deeper segment. Welcome back. Um, the Dig Deeper segment for this week, as I mentioned, I'll be discussing the Grammys. I always like to do a recap of the Grammy Awards um, because, you know, it's it's music's award show. Like, the, the Oscars for movies, like, it's like the Grammys is that. And while they haven't always, you know, really catered to hip-hop and R&B as they should have, um, since those are the most, you know, dominant genres, um, I think it's still important to keep up with what they are um, choosing to award. Now, there was some controversy. Well, not really controversy, but Diddy was honored um, at like a pre-Grammy gala 
um, with, I don't remember the exact award, but it was kind of like a lifetime achievement type thing. And he called out the Academy uh, about his treatment of rap music. He said, truth be told, hip hop has never been respected by the Grammys. Black music has never been respected by the Grammys to the point that it should be. And that stops right now. And then he gave them a deadline. He said, you got 365 days to get this shit together. We need transparency. We need diversity. They're a nonprofit organization that's supposed to protect the welfare of the musical community, but it's going to take all of us to get this done. It's going to take the artists and executives to recognize their power. So sign me up. I'm here to help make a difference and help us have a positive outcome. So, you know, it's dope that, you know, the Academy was honoring Diddy and Diddy used that platform to kind of call them out and be like, yo, like y'all haven't really been respecting hip hop and R&B for years. And while they've tried to make a few you know concessions here and there over the years it hasn't really been enough and like the way they categorize some albums isn't you know accurate and things like that um and they're kind of you know out of touch with you know the fans and you know the people who listen to this music i really wish there was a way um that fans could be a part of the academy or people who have like proven that they've you know done the research listened to everything um, are really about this could be a part of the academy and like give their input because I think there would definitely be changes in how um, the award shake out and that's the same with most award shows I know a bunch of friends who are heavy in the movies and uh, they have the same issue with the Oscars so you know it's it's how our society is set up unfortunately especially with these people we give power to give out these awards and the power that we give these awards um, but let's do a let's do a recap of the Grammys. Um, Lizzo kicked off the performances. Um, so, but I'll do sorry. I'll I'll do a recap of the show, and then at the end, I'll go through the thirteen categories that I had predicted and see what my score is. Um, so Lizzo kicked off the performances with "Cause I Love You," um, which she dominated. It ended with her nailing this like huge high note and then the performance transitioned into like a ballerina dance set that led into truth hurts um she had a full ass orchestra behind her and they really transformed the songs into something special and of course sasha flute made her grammy's appearance maybe her debut it was a great start to the performances a great start to a night that i assumed would end very well for lizzo she was nominated for like eight grammys um then alicia keys who was hosting the show for the second year in a row um, kicked off the show with a moving tribute to Kobe and then she brought out Boys to Men and they sang It's So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday um, it was a pretty great moment it really was um, now to note I will not be discussing everything that happened at the Grammys I'm going to discuss the things that you know, are relevant to hip hop and R&B and that I just want to talk about so I will be I will not be talking about performances like Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani so <laughs> um then Alicia Keys, she did her like official opening monologue. Um, she gave an inspirational speech after the break where she stated the night's mission of letting the artists put themselves and their truths on the line and put themselves out there and making this a celebration in Kobe's honor. Um, she launched into, she sat down at the piano and she did a cover of Louis Capaldi's Someone You Loved while shouting out nominees and attendees. Um, a standout line from that, what she said, and here's Alicia Keys to get you through it all. If you like country or you prefer Young Thug, I'm going to get you kind of used to hearing music you love. Tonight we must unite in spite of all the news that we're seeing. Um, and it was just a dope, dope way to start the show. She really got the energy up. Um, and she's she's proven to be a, a pretty great host of the Grammys um, through two, two shows. Um, 
So this isn't hip hop and R and B, but shout out to Lizzo. She won best pop solo performance, um, presented to her by Keith Urban and Cynthia Erivo. She gave a pretty great speech and was clearly very surprised and grateful. Um, Trevor Noah then introduced Tyler the Creator for his performance, and it was my favorite performance of the night. It started with Tyler, Charlie Wilson, and Boyz II Men singing "Earthquake" around a bonfire, and then Tyler is of course in his full blonde bowl cut look. Um, and it was an outstanding performance. He then transitioned to the main stage and performed New Magic One, which, you know, I didn't expect him that to be the song he performed. I thought for sure he would do like Running Out of Time or Earthquake. Um, a bunch of clones dressed up like him came out and they like, like rocked out and like moshed with him as he like slayed his performance. The set literally began to catch on fire, like purposely. Um Boyz to Men came back out to do some background vocals. Then he ripped through the last verse before ending it by like falling backwards off the stage out of our view. Um if I can find usually the Grammys is pretty tight knit and closed lipped with uh their the videos of the performances, but if I can find one I'll put it in the podcast newsletter. It was one of the best Grammy performances I've seen. Um, from Tyler's energy, to the dancer participation, to the camera work, to the set, to the lighting, he killed it. Um, Usher, Sheila E, and FK Twigs joined the stage for a Prince tribute, um, basically you know, garnering interest for the Prince tribute that they're doing on Tuesday tomorrow. They're doing a full, just like, tribute to Prince called Let's Go Crazy. Um, Usher started with Little Red Corvette, then he went into Windows Cry and Kiss as FK Twigs kind of pole danced and danced around Usher. Um, You really can't satisfy everyone with these tributes. A lot of critics criticized Usher's singing, while a lot of fans were salty that FK Twigs was reduced to a side act. Um, For me personally, I thought Usher sounded good, and the crowd really seemed to be enjoying it, so I have no problems with it. It is curious, you know, why FK Twigs didn't sing, as she would have definitely enhanced the performance, but... I guarantee the Prince tribute on Tuesday will be better. Um, let's see. Uh, Dave Chappelle won a Grammy for Best Comedy Album for his Sticks and Stones special, which I was surprised that they awarded that on TV. He wasn't there, but they presented that award on TV. Um, I did not skip Ariana Grande's performance because I definitely have a soft spot for her music. Um, she has a beautiful voice and she started her performance with my favorite song that she released last year. Maybe it was end of 2018 in December. Imagine it sounded even better with the string section she had behind her. She then transitioned that into singing my favorite things from the sound of music, which of course she flips for Seven Rings, which she nationally naturally transitioned into her and her dancers, then basically recreated the music video under some pink hue lighting. Um, she definitely danced way more than I thought she would, but her choreography was on point. Um, then she started singing Thank You Next, um, acapella before the strings came in, and she killed it vocally, especially after doing all that moving. Um, it was definitely a solid performance. Um, Billie Eilish then performed. She gave an amazing performance of When the Party's Over with her brother Phineas. It was pretty breathtaking. Um, really great, great vocal performance. Like she, she killed it. Um, she truly showcased why people are obsessed with her. Like for real. Um, Aerosmith took the stage. They performed Walk This Way with Run DMC. Um, Issa Rae presented Best Rap Album to Tyler the Creator for Igor. Um, I had picked Dreamville for this. Um, for this award because you know it was definitely a better rap album but tyler 
Tyler deserves a Grammy, and I'm I'm glad that he got this because it truly shows how he has grown musically. Um, where the Academy is recognizing him for his art. He gave a pretty humbling speech and brought his mom and Taco on stage. Um, Ellen DeGeneres introduced Lil Nas X for his performance, and it was pretty nice. Um, Obviously, he started with Old Town Road while strumming a banjo on a set made to look like a living room with had a Kobe jersey laid on an armchair. Um, And then he kind of started to perform different remixes of the song because there were so many. So he brought... He was on a stage that revolved and each time it revolved it was a different set and there were different entertainers on the stage so he had bts up there and they performed their soul town road remix um another stage had that that little white kid that got famous for yodeling i don't know his name mason something he did his verse and then of course billy ray came out and they all closed it out together it was performance that spoke to how long-lasting the song was and how many people got involved um, in a surprise move, he performed Rodeo and brought out Nas, who, uh, in an all-white suit, performed a new verse to it. It's available now on streaming services. Uh, it was an action-packed performance. Um, Ava DuVernay came out, and she introduced the Nipsey tribute. Um, Meek Mill started it off with a new song devoted to Nipsey. I think it's called Letter to Nipsey. It features Roddy Rich. They performed that. It's also available now on streaming services. DJ Khaled and John Legend came out in all white and gold um, with a white and gold clothed choir and they performed higher. They showed like Nipsey's part from the music video for his verse. Um, Then YG came out in all red and performed a new verse to higher, which was really dope. Kirk Franklin came out, did his thing, really broke it down. It's like the choir's mics all of a sudden turned on because you could hear that signature Kirk choir sound. Um, It was a really good tribute. I couldn't have asked for for much more for, for Nipsey. Um, Smokey Robinson in Little Big Town presented Song of the Year to Billie Eilish for Bad Guy. Um, after the break, Alicia Keys was joined by Brittany Howard on stage, and they performed Alicia's new single, Underdog. Brittany played the guitar and gave her some background vocals. The song really isn't my favorite, but it was a really good performance. Like, Alicia Keys still has some serious vocals. Um... I'm not sure whose idea it was to have the Osbournes, specifically Sharon Osbourne, announce the nominees for Best Rap and Sung Performance because it was rough. She butchered a lot of people's names. Um, but DJ Khaled, Nipsey, and John Legend won for hire. It was well-deserved, and it made Nipsey's second win of the night. So it was, And it was great to see Nipsey's family on stage for that. Um, the Osbournes came back out and introduced her. Um, who, you know, when I was writing this, as I was watching her performance, I realized that her might be the closest thing we have to the next Alicia Keys, if you really think about it. She's so multi-talented and just the tone of her voice and like the songs that her has made, like you can picture Alicia Keys making like some of those songs back in the day. Um, and I think that her might be, you know, you know, similar to to how Ari Lennox is the next Erykah Badu. Obviously they have their own thing that makes them unique but they definitely draw back um you know memories of these artists and i think her does that for alicia keys but she performed a new song called sometimes which is available now on all streaming services a lot of artists release new songs during the grammys um it was a solid simple performance she sat at the piano sang before she took center stage she had a smooth as hell band behind her and she performed a guitar solo um like i said she's really multi-talented and she really showcased that here um, Gary Clark Jr. performed his song, This Land, completely crushed it. 
Um, they did the in memoriam and trombone shorty and the preservation jazz band did the tribute. Um, and then Billie Eilish won album of the year, best new artist and record of the year back to back to back to end the night. So that is basically a recap of the most important things that happened at the Grammys. So let's, let's look at my predictions. Um, 13 categories. Let's just start from the top album of the year. I predicted Cuz I Love You by Lizzo. Um, I thought that, you know, there's every year there's usually a person that had a really big year that the Grammys decides to really celebrate by giving them a lot of awards. And I thought for sure it would be Lizzo this year, but it turned out to be Billie Eilish. Um, she swept the big four categories. She won Album of the Year, Record of the Year, Song of the Year, and Best New Artist. I had predicted... Um, Lizzo would win two of those awards um, Lil Nas X would win one and Taylor Swift won another I thought thought there was no way the Grammys weren't going to honor Taylor in some fashion and this was one of the only places where Taylor was really nominated so I thought she would get Song of the Year I thought Old Town Road would get Record of the Year just because of how big of a year it got I thought they were going to give Lizzo Album of the Year and Lizzo Best New Artist um, but I just didn't account for, you know, how much and how big of an impact Billie Eilish was, uh, this year. So she swept the, she swept the, the big four, which is very impressive. Um, best R&B performance. So this is kind of about the actual performance, not the writing. It's what record of the year is to song of the year. I thought Lucky Day would get it for Roll Some Mo, but Anderson Pac got it for Come Home, his song featuring Andre 3000. Best traditional R&B performance. This is, you know, for the kind of those songs that adhere more to the classic R&B. They gave it to Jerome by Lizzo, which is, I had predicted um, a tie between, you know, Jerome by Lizzo and Built for Love by PJ Morton because PJ Morton always wins an R&B Grammy. And he did win an R&B Grammy. He got best R&B song. Um, but I thought they were going to give that to her. You know, I tried to play the Grammy politics, but I just I mixed up where they would play those politics because they still did it. They just did it for like different people and at different times. Um, so best R&B song went to Say So by PJ Morton featuring JoJo, um, her first ever Grammy. Um, I predicted correctly best urban contemporary album would go to Lizzo for Cause I Love You. Um, my reasoning was if she can't win album of the year and not win best album in the subcategory as well. So since I predicted album of the year, I thought for sure she'd win this. When in reality, she won this um, because they didn't give her album of the year and they still wanted to honor her. So they gave her best urban contemporary album. And she deserved it. You know, out of the, the albums in this category, uh, Apollo 21 by Steve Lacey, Overload by Georgia Ann Muldrow, Saturn by N Now, Being Human in Public by Jesse Reyes, Because I Love You was a better album. I'm glad she got that Grammy. Best R&B album, so this is more traditional. I thought they would give it to Ella May. Um, they gave it to Anderson Pac for Ventura, which was very surprising to me. Rap. Um, best rap performance. I thought the baby was getting a Grammy here for Suge, but 
it makes more sense that they gave it to Nipsey Hussle for Racks in the Middle. Um, best rap sung performance, I already said. DJ Khaled, Nipsey Hussle, and John Legend won for Hire. I correct, I guessed that correctly. Best rap song, I guess correctly, was a lot. 21 Savage featuring J. Cole. Two first-time Grammys for them. Um, best rap album went to the title of the creator for Igor. So... I went four out of 13 here, which I think is exactly what I scored last year. I think I actually there were 14 categories last year that I did because I did best music video. But I think I got four out of 14 last year. So, you know, there's no way I could have predicted Billie Eilish sweeping the big four categories. It was certainly a coronation and a showing of how much they love Billie Eilish and her music in the year she had, like her brother Phineas. Um, who does her music with her, also won two Grammys on the production and engineering side. Um, you know, I, I thought it would be Lizzo that they do that for. So that's why I voted that way. But, you know, I definitely didn't get it. You know, Billie Eilish is great. And uh, you could even tell she was tired of winning by the end of it. Like she she wanted some other artists to win and even said when she was collecting album of the year that she thought Ariana should have won it. And Ariana was like, have your moment stop talking about me um it was great to see nipsey get two wins here that's huge um he had an incredible year and i'm glad they decided to honor him for it it was especially great to see tyler get a grammy he's grown so much as an artist and is making beautiful music and it was good to see him recognized but he made some points um backstage when they were when he was after he had accepted his grammy for best rap album he said I'm half and half on it. He said, on one side, I'm very grateful that what I made could just be acknowledged in a world like this. But also, it sucks that whenever we, and I mean guys that look like me, do anything that's genre bending, they always put it in a rap or urban category. He said, I don't like that urban word. It's just a politically correct way to say the N-word to me. Why can't we just be in pop? He said, half of me feels like the rap nomination was a backhanded compliment, like, oh, my little cousin wants to play the game. Let's give him the unplugged controller so he can shut up and feel good about it. That's what it felt like a bit. Another half of me is very grateful that the art can be acknowledged on a level like this when I don't do the radio stuff. I'm not played in Target. I'm in a whole different world than what a lot of people here listen to. I'm grateful and I'm like, eh. And that makes complete sense. Um, it, it harkens back to what Diddy was saying about um, hip hop and black music not being, um, you know, recognized like they should. Um, because let's be real, Igor wasn't really a rap album. Tyler, the creator, is a rapper, but Igor wasn't any more a rap album than Circles or by Mac Miller is a rap album. Like, I'm, I keep talking about Mac Miller and Tyler, the creator, and this growth they've had as artists because together or like both of them have you know really grown as artists and grown from just like rappers who are doing um something normal to becoming like true artists that are making music that can touch people like around and so i see what he's saying like you know this wasn't a rap album like it seems like you're just saying that so that i can be included but like he wanted to be in the pop categories he said himself this is a pop album he wanted that album of the year nomination but instead they gave him this this rap album one and and i see what he's saying um but at the same time i am glad that that you know he got his he got his grammy um 
I did not see the Grammys obsession with Anderson Pot coming this year. You know, he got two Grammys. Um, Ventura wasn't even like it was my least favorite out of the three albums he put out: Malibu, Oxnard, and Ventura. Um, but I'm definitely glad they're showing him some love. He truly deserves it. I just I couldn't have predicted that. Um, after being snubbed for so many years, J. Cole finally won his first Grammy with Twenty One Savage for a lot. Hopefully, more to come. Gary Clark Jr. won two rock Grammys and a blues Grammy. Esperanza Spalding got a jazz Grammy. Kirk Franklin got two Grammys. Michelle Obama won a Grammy for her spoken word album for Becoming. Uh, sorry, it's a spoken word like category, but for her like audiobook of Becoming. Lizzo walked away with three Grammys and Lil Nas X got two Grammys, so they were still recognized for how great of a year they had. Um, honestly, I can't argue with too many of these picks. Um, they still have some work to do with how they categorize things like for sure Tyler should have been either in the the pop categories or the like they should they should they should categorize the the albums for what the album is not for what they think the artist is you know what I mean and you know Billie Eilish winning five Grammys and sweeping the night will be the main memory of this year's award show but there were a lot of small stories at play this year as well so um you know it, it certainly wasn't like most years where i was just like fuming at the end of it like the year when macklemore won best rap album over kendrick like that was that, that was different um but you know there there's still there's still more that can be done and diddy and tyler um, alluded to that in their comments at Grammy events. So uh, we'll see if they listen. We'll see if they listen. Um, so that is it for the, the Dig Deeper segment. Hopefully I can learn something from going four for 13 two years in a row um, in my predictions and see if I can think like the Academy more. Um, speaking of the Academy, if I can get the ballots in i hope to uh be doing some sort of um thinking outside the boombox award show episode uh within hopefully next week but definitely within the next two three weeks i plan on doing that episode i'm expecting all the ballots to come in uh, at the end of this week but we'll see what happens uh, and then we'll tally the votes and then hopefully I'll have a couple people on the stream to discuss um, the winners and who they voted for and things like that um, but yeah that is it for the Dig Deeper segment that is it for the episode um, this week you already know what it is um, follow the stream hit the heart um, at the top of the stream to follow get notified um, when the stream is live and it also you know gives me some credit to work my way up the twitch ladder for how many follows I get and things like that so definitely tell your friends um, tell them to you know hit the link hit follow all of that um, I did learn that the VODs so after every live stream there's a video available so you can watch it in case you miss it but those are only available for I think it's two weeks so I'm going to try a little harder to also put these episodes on the streaming platforms since the VODs will disappear after two weeks. I don't want, you know, the the streams to not be accessible. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, but yeah, this has been Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. That air horn was way early. Peace. Peace.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.